0: Anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us to begin with in the book of Psalms. Psalm 1, beginning at verse 1. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners, or join in with mockers. But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. But not the wicked. They are like worthless chaff scattered by the wind. They will be condemned at the time of judgment. Sinners will have no place among the godly, for the Lord watches over the path of the godly, but the path of the wicked leads to destruction. All of Psalm 1. Then looking in the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 28, beginning at verse 1. Early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone, and sat on it. His face shone like lightning, and his clothing was as white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him, and they fell into a dead faint. Then the angel spoke to the women, Don't be afraid, he said. I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead, just as he said would happen. Come, see where his body was lying. And now go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead and he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Remember what I have told you. The women ran quickly from the tomb. They were very frightened, but also filled with great joy. And they rushed to give the disciples the angel's message. And as they went, Jesus met them and greeted them. And they ran to him, grasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Don't be afraid. Go tell my brothers to leave for Galilee, and they will see me there. As the women were on their way, some of the guards went into the city and told the leading priests what had happened. A meeting with the elders was called, and they decided to give the soldiers a large bribe. They told the soldiers, you must say, Jesus' disciples came during the night while we were sleeping, and they stole his body. If the governor hears about it, we'll stand up for you so you won't get into trouble. So the guards accepted the bribe and said what they were told to say. Their story spread widely among the Jews, and they still tell it today. Then the eleven disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some of them doubted. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. All of Matthew chapter 28. Thank you, Father, for the wonderful privilege we have of being a part of your family. Thank you for saving us, making us brand new, and equipping us to be disciples who go out to do the work of making disciples as well. And thank you for the commission to do just that. Lord, flood us anew with a fresh anointing that would empower us to be passionate about being about the work of making disciples, sharing the gospel and helping people to grow up and grow strong in their walk with you. Help us to be involved in the great work of helping them to grow in discipleship and to grow to become the kingdom warriors you'd have them to be in this troubled world. Help us to know, Lord, that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And if God for us, who can be against us? Help us to be mindful of the fact that by your grace and mercy, we are well-equipped warriors who go out on the battlefield in victory every single day. Thank you for this privilege, this blessing, this opportunity every day of our lives. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our producer is Isaac Jackson. Isaac is going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time.
1: Hey, Father, thank you so much for these moments, and thank you for uh, this opportunity that we have to join with you in ministry. Father, I ask that you would reveal to us... um, what you want, what you are trying to minister to, how you want to love us in these moments. Father, I ask that you'd open our hearts, minds, and ears, that you'd speak to us directly. Um, and Father, I pray for Pastor Joseph and our guests today, that you'd speak through them, and that you'd grow them as well during this time. Uh, Father, I ask that you would um, really, really open us up and deeply, like um, that, that we'd spend more intentional, deep time spending time like focusing on you, undistracted by things around, but just intentionally like a soaking in your presence, Father, either in scripture and prayer and intercession and fasting. Just, Father, I I ask that we would spend more and more time intentionally with you in your holy name. Amen. 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 Thank you,
0: Isaac. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. On a pretty regular basis, we encourage our listeners to pray, to make it your business, to pray Psalm 91 every single day. Well, you know, that's not just a nice thing to say on air. The reality is the world we live in is a battlefield in so many regards, a spiritual battlefield and one we have to step out on every day, but not only us, but each member of our family is we as adults, as dads and moms, but also our children as well. And Psalm 91 is a wonderful tool and weapon that we're wise to put to use every day in view of the fact that in this dangerous, crazy world, no one can protect us like God can. So we're wise and we want to continue to encourage you, make it your business to pray Psalm 91 every single day. And once again, if you want to get a copy of a prayer based on Psalm 91, we're glad to send it to you. My email again, joseph at AFR.net. Again, that's joseph at AFR.net. Let's take time to pray it even now. Thank you, Lord, for all those we lifted up in prayer today, and thank you for every one of our listeners. Today we dwell in the secret place of the Most High, and so we abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Today we say of the Lord, you are our refuge and our fortress, our God in you do we trust. Surely you deliver us from the foul or snare and from the noisome pestilence. You cover us with your feathers, and under your wings do we trust. Your truth is our shield and buckler. And so we are not afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor for the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at our side, and ten thousand at our right hand, but it shall not come near us. Only with our eyes shall we look and see the reward of the wicked, because we have made the Lord our refuge. Even the most high habitation, no evil will befall us. Neither shall any plague come near our dwelling. For you give your angels charge over us to keep us in all our ways. They bear us up in their hands, lest we dash our foot against the stone. We tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. We trample underfoot because we have set our love upon you. Therefore you deliver us. You set us on high because we have known your name. We call upon you and you answer us. You are with us in trouble. You deliver us and honor us. With long life, you satisfy us and show us your salvation. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Again, if you'd like to get a copy of that prayer, please email us. Again, my email, joseph at afr.net. And please make it your business. and so not only pray it daily, but parents, help your children. Give them incentive to learn and to memorize that prayer and encourage them to pray it every single day. Your child may very well be used mightily, the Holy Spirit, one day to not only by God's grace, help to save their own life, but save the life of their whole school. Again, no one can protect us in this dangerous, crazy world like the Lord can. So please email us to get copies of the Psalm 91 prayer. And also, forward it to family, friends, co-workers on the job, fellow church members, because it's wise literally for every believer everywhere to pray it daily. It's a unique weapon God has made available to us, but we need to put it to work. I want to remind our listeners once again, too, about the website for the ministry, the, the mobile pregnancy ministry that my wife and I have had the privilege of being a part of. The website is delta Again, that's deltapchc.org. And I want to I'm mentioning that because we're wanting to invite all of our listeners to please to become prayer partners with us. You know, there's lots of spiritual warfare surrounding so many different issues and realities in our life. And one of the issues is the life issue as well. Uh, Praise God for the overturning of Roe v. Wade, Wade. Yet the battle rages on in so many other regards. And as we continue to move forward doing the great work that we're, by the grace of God, doing in ministering to moms who find themselves expecting a baby at a tough time, we need the prayers of the saints. We need the prayers of the church. So please pray daily for this ministry. I want to invite you to pray about the possibility of also if you'd like to be a monthly giver of a gift of any amount. It might be 5 or $10 or more or less. But if you'd like to be a monthly giver, we're seeking people that would prayerfully consider to be monthly donors that will work with us and give to help support the work and mission. So again, that same, um, e- again, that same website, deltapchc.org if you want more information about the Pregnancy Care and Hope Center ministry. We are very blessed and honored to have with us in studio today, Chris Osborne. He's uh, the director of a ministry entitled The Heart of the Matter. He's also an author, but it's good to have him in studio with us today. Chris, how are you today? I'm good, Joseph. Thank you for having me today. Great to have you with us today. And I had the privilege of, um, my wife, Bertie, and I had the privilege of meeting you at a Wednesday night Bible study at the Word of Life Fellowship here in Tupelo, Mississippi. And you were sharing about, a ministry, again, by the title, The Heart of the Matter, and that's in part what we want to be talking about, but also you're the author of a book entitled Finding Jesus, a 21-day devotional to help break the bonds of addictions through fasting. So I'm going to ask if you would take a moment, Christy, uh, further introduce yourself, anything else you'd like to share with our listeners about yourself, and then we want to get right into talking about what's on
2: your heart today. Yes, sir. Um, I've I got saved back in 2018, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, but um, I'm, I work in addiction ministry. I work. I serve in the homeless ministry here in, in Tupelo, and um, I, God helped me to write that book, Finding Jesus, last year, and it's a ministry to me, and I just wanted to get it in people's hands because it helps me overcome. God delivered me from my addiction through a period of fasting and seeking Him, and, and I believe that God wants to do the same for others.
0: Okay. Well, you know, I think it's good. I think it's helpful for believers to understand this very important truth that in all of life for for every believer, every issue, every concern, every matter really is a discipleship issue or concern. The reason being is because our goal is to serve God and to glorify him in every action, in everything we do, in every endeavor in our lives. And so Every issue really is a discipleship issue. So as we talk about both discipleship and addiction today, uh, I want to invite our listeners to really take serious this because, again, sometimes a person might think, well, I don't really have an area of struggle like they're talking about or an addiction per se. Well, the fact is a lot more people are addicted to many different things than they realize. And so addiction comes in many different forms, shapes, and fashions. And so it's important for us to examine ourselves, but at the same time, it may be that much of this will have to do with uh, insights that'll help you to help others who may be struggling in their lives as well. So, we're coming up on a break in just a few moments, though, but on the other side, when we come out, Chris, I, I, I do want you to pray for our listeners that they'd have ears to hear what the Lord wants to say to them, because again, every listener will receive some things that the Holy Spirit wants to better equip them with to help them to be better and more better equipped disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ and warriors on the battlefield of life as well father thank you Lord for the privilege of having Chris Osborne with us today thank you for his book finding Jesus and thank you for the opportunity you give us all of being being disciples and you give us all the privilege of being involved in the wonderful work of making disciples anoint us all afresh with the spirit of grace that would empower us to be passionate and committed to being faithfully involved in the work of making disciples every day of our lives. We thank and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. We'll be right back.
1: This is the story of a runaway With no way home and no way out I threw the best of me away I had my chance, it's too late now Too far gone and too ashamed To think that you'd still know my name But love refused to lend my story in that way You didn't wait find my way to you. I couldn't cross that distance, even if I wanted to. You came running Chase this rebel down.
0: music from casting crowns with love moved first thanks for listening to the hour of intercession here on american family radio our in-studio guest today is chris osborne he's the author of the book finding jesus a 21-day devotional to help break the bonds of addiction through fasting but also he's the director of a ministry at his church called The Heart of the Matter. He's going to be sharing about that ministry today as well. But, Chris, as we begin this segment, I'm going to ask, would you pray for listeners to really have ears to hear all the Lord wants to say to them through the broadcast today?
2: Yes, Father God, I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity just to be a witness of your truth and your word, Lord, and who you are, Lord. I ask you to use me to properly communicate who you are to our listeners, Lord, and that you open up their hearts to hear these words and to receive them in the good soul that you have prepared for them in the Holy Spirit, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you showed me how important our heart condition is to you and that you properly communicate with me how I can share that truth with my, our listeners, Lord. I pray that you bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you, Chris. Chris, I'm going to ask if you'll just dive right in to share what's on your
2: heart to share with our listeners today. Well, you spoke earlier about being the disciples of Christ and of about a battlefield that we're facing every day as we as we live out our faith for Jesus. So, um, the the really the topic of the the place of the battlefield is the heart of men. Mm-hmm. And um, to when we get saved by the blood of Christ, it doesn't automatically change our hearts. That takes work, work on our part, but also we have to have God's help with that. So, I want to share some verses about the heart what God says in his word about the heart so that we can start to properly realize um, how wicked our hearts was and how God wants to change, help us to change that. So do you know the first time the word heart was used in the Bible, hmm. Pastor Joseph?
0: Well, I found out after I read what you shared with me.
2: <laughs> well, I was surprised when I looked it up, but the heart, the word heart is actually used 792 times in the Bible. Hmm. So if it's used that many times, I believe it's important to God. So the first time it's used is actually in Genesis 6, 5. Mm-hmm. And it says, Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great on the earth, and that every tent, intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And when I read that verse and, and really understood it for the first time, it blew my mind. I mean, God said every intent of the thought of man's heart at that time was only evil continually. That's big deal. Mm-hmm. And um, so do you know what happened well the next time the heart word heart is used in the Bible?
0: Well, uh, again, based on what you shared, uh it was it is with it's references our heavenly father's heart in Genesis six, six.
2: Right. Would you like to read that for us? Okay. And
0: the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and he was
2: grieved in his heart. So right after he, these two verses, um, God sent the flood and destroyed most of the people on earth. But thank you, Jesus, that um, Noah's heart was faithful to God and he chose to save Noah and his family so that we can be here today. Mm -hmm. So, um, So if the Lord was sorry about their heart condition at that time, and we know the Lord is the same yesterday, today, and forever, then I believe it's fair to say that the Lord cares about our heart condition today too.
0: That's right.
2: So I'm going to ask a question to our um, listeners to, to just to consider for themselves. So do you do you all think that the condition of your heart is causing the Lord to grieve today for you? So just just ponder on that question because we need to start thinking about our heart condition because it's so important to the Lord. And this, another time that um, in the Bible that God talks about the heart is in First Samuel sixteen seven. And um, Samuel says, God sees not as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And then again, Jeremiah 17, verses 9 through 10, Jeremiah says, The heart is more deceitful than all else and is desperately sick. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind even to give each man according to his ways, according to the results of his mm-hmm. deeds. So we, we're learning about the heart condition of man. And, and I want to show take some time to discuss Jeremiah 17, 9 through 10 more deeply because he says a lot there about our hearts. Mm-hmm. First, he says, our hearts can deceive us. Mm-hmm. He says, next, our hearts are sick. In um, the King James James Version of the Bible, it actually says wicked. Our mm-hmm. hearts are sick with sin. Our hearts are wicked. This is prior to salvation, of course. We need God's help to know our own hearts. He says, I, the Lord, search the heart. And then our outward actions show our heart condition. And we will be rewarded according to our deeds or works. And it's not, when it says rewarded, it means we will either be rewarded if we're believers in Christ or we will be judged by a condition of our heart if we're not. So we need to understand where our hearts are, and we need God's help with that. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, you know, uh, something interesting related to what you're sharing, uh, Chris, that comes to my mind is that, you know, one of the great things that we as believers today can be mindful of is the fact that, you know, of course, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ in his love and mercy came into the world. He lived, he died on the cross to pay for our sins and rose again from the dead three days later, made a way for us to be saved so that our heart can, hearts can be transformed, yes. made brand new. And a scripture that comes to my mind that I think is a very helpful one in light of what we're discussing too is Romans 12.1. It says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn how to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. And one of the truths that comes to my mind that's so important for us as believers to grasp is once we are born again, our our hearts are made brand new, but we really do need to renew our minds by the word of God, the transforming
2: power of God's word. And so the word of God is so key to everything in the Christian life. So. Oh, I totally agree. And, um, here's the interesting fact that most people don't know, but to the, to the Hebrews, the heart and mind are directly connected. Mm-hmm. So they don't, they didn't see them as a different entity. They kind of saw them as one, one, one connected mm-hmm. entity. So, mm-hmm. so um, so when we when we're renewing our mind, we're really renewing our hearts as well. and, so and thought, that that's that such that that too, is
0: such an important truth to be mindful of, in that, like, you know, the Word of God ministers to our mind, body, and spirit in a way that no one else or nothing else can. And so yeah. the habit of reading God's Word every day is so important to everything in the Christian life. For that's why it's so tragic when you have believers that live lives where they're so busy, they just feel like, well, I just don't have much time to get into the Word. You know, Chris, we have time for what we really want to have time for, and it's important to know that God's Word and what it does for us is too critical for us to decide we, we don't have time for the Word. We have to
2: decide we should shape our lives around Christ and His Word and not the other way around. Yes. I want to share some more verses because those are kind of negative about our heart, so let's talk a little bit about the positive things God says about our heart. Mm-hmm. In Deuteronomy 6, 5 through 6, He says, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. And these words which I'm commanding you today shall be on your heart. Moses wrote this and said this after he had given them the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. So um, like you just said, we have to make a choice to seek God in his word every day so that and put him first. He says, all your heart. In finding Jesus, I say, God doesn't want 50% of your heart. He doesn't want 75% of your heart. He doesn't even want 90% of your heart. He wants 100% of your heart. He wants you to put him first in all things. And then in Deuteronomy 36, I said, God, we need our help. God's help to to, heal our hearts. Well, this is the proof. Um, Moreover, the Lord your God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your descendants to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul in order that you may live. So when you read those verses back to back and see, he says to give me all your heart, then he says, but you need my help to do that. The Lord will circumcise your heart. So until we give our lives to Christ, that's the beginning step of circumcising our hearts. And then we got to seek him in the word and get to know what he says about it so that we can come into agreement with his word, which is what repentance is, is the start of repentance, is agreeing with God about what he says is true. And then, acting on that, that agreement and faith so that our works follow his word. Mm-hmm. Does
0: that make sense? It does. It does. And, and I, I think of this, too, um, in relation to what you're sharing, Chris, that as believers, it's helpful for us to always be mindful of this fact. You know, the word of God is Jesus, and Jesus is the word. Yes. And so amongst other things, it's good to know that obviously because the Word of God is Jesus, the Word of God can save us, it can heal us, it can transform us, it can grow us up. And so amongst other things, and so it's good to know that like when we're reading the Bible, we're spending one on time with Jesus, and he's working on us, he's molding, shaping us, he's, he's doing surgery on us, you know, he's doing many things. So our time in the word is so valuable every day, whether we grasp that or not. So just an important truth to be mindful of.
2: And as I was doing my research on the heart, there's another verse i want to share. And it was so beautiful to me. First Chronicles chapter 28, verse nine, it says, as, as for you, my son, Solomon, know the God of your father and serve him with a whole heart and a willing mind. There's where we connect the heart and the mind. For the Lord searches all hearts and understands every intent of the thoughts. If you seek him, he will let you find him. But if you forsake him, he will reject you forever. I want to reemphasize that one verse. If you seek him, he will let you find him. That is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. He want, he, he's a God of revelation. That's he wants right. to be known. And mm-hmm. if it wasn't for that truth, we couldn't know him. Mm-hmm. So I've studied a lot of the book of Revelation, and I'm, a, I'm an end-time person. So, um, start, I study end-time prophecy a lot. Mm-hmm. And the word revelation means God revealing himself to us. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you know, Chris, I just want to ask you about this. You know, the, the title of your book is Finding Jesus. Can you tell me what made
2: you put entitle your book by that title? Well um in 2011 I started attending church and um, services and uh, for about seven years I was I was attending church services but there was no change in my life mm. and um, I would listen to I would listen to David Jeremiah speak on revelation and 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 I, I really enjoyed hearing about it and but I just I was so lost in video game addiction at that time in my life that I wasn't putting God first. I had made video games an idol to me that was keeping me from seeking God with all my heart. Mm -hmm. So um, in 2018, um, my my pastor of my church challenged us to do a fast. Mm -hmm. And I chose video games because I knew that was keeping me from seeking Jesus. So I started fasting and started seeking Jesus in the Word. Mm -hmm. And I started reading a book about the revelation and the Holy Spirit clearly spoke to me and said, Son, why do you want to hear about the end of my life when you don't know me from the beginning? See, God already knew I hadn't read His Word, mm-hmm. so he's, mm-hmm. hey, so I knew the Gospels were Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So I set my mind to re- to listen to God and read the Gospels. Mm-hmm. So I started reading in January 2018 the Book of Matthew and was going to read the four Gospels, but God has other plans for me. Mm-hmm. He said Jeremiah 17, verse nine, I believe. I, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to ha- harm you, to give you a hope in a future. So his plan was for me to read his whole New Testament. So mm-hmm. when I started in Matthew, I didn't finish until I finished Revelation. <laughs> so after mm-hmm. that, um, I fasted for about three months from video games and read the whole New Testament and studied that book of Revelation that I picked up mm-hmm. and then um, stopped my fasting. Mm-hmm. See, I didn't fully cut out my idol Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I went back to video games for a couple of months and in May of, um 2018 um God spoke to me again. <laughs> and he during a time of a vacation that I had, I was I was married at the time and um I was neglecting my wife because of my video game usage and and I, he this time because I knew Jesus and I met him earlier that year, he opened up my eyes to see a behavior change in behavior in my wife. Hmm. And um so I went back to work that night and he said, son, you saw that change of behavior in your wife and you did nothing about it. He said, you have to stop your gaming now. He convicted mm-hmm. me. And he showed me small glimpses of um, how much I'd hurt people with my addiction and how much time I'd lost serving him. And I was convicted and I gave him my life that day.
0: Mm. And, and so you fully committed your life at that point yes. to, to Christ then. Okay. Did you just altogether give up video games at that point?
2: I did. Mm. He delivered me. Praise God. Praise God.
0: Well, um, you know, we're coming up on a break again. But on the other side of the break, uh, Chris, I'm going to ask if you'll pray for other people who are struggling with addictions as well, though. Because, you know, just like you, you take a video game addiction, people that have never experienced that don't know what it's like. And sadly, there are a lot of people that are addicted to video games, amongst other things, too. So, on the other side, we want to ask you to pray for those persons. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our in-studio guest today is Chris Osborne. He's the author of the book, Finding Jesus. We'll be right back.
1: you gave me It's so crazy to believe That you gave me
0: Toby back with Beyond Me. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone, our in-studio guest today is Chris Osborne. He's the author of the book Finding Jesus and also is the director at his church of a ministry called The Heart of the Matter. And in part, he deals with discipleship and addiction issues. And uh, Chris, at this time, would you take time to pray for listeners some of which may be either struggling or overcoming addictions or may have a loved one or someone they know that's struggling with, with addictions. Would you pray for those individuals to to grow in their understanding of how to allow the Word of
2: God and the Spirit of God to help them or, or to help someone else who's struggling? Yes, Lord. Father God, I come to you, Lord. And I just thank you, Lord, for my testimony that you gave me so that I can be here and sharing it with others and opening up their eyes to see that there are things in our lives that the world has told us are just entertainment, but it's really deeper than that, Lord. So I'm asking you to open up eyes of the people who are under the sound of my voice so they can start thinking about the time that they're spending doing what they're doing, Lord, and help them to realize that that time is the most valuable resource that you have given us that we can never get back once spent. So, So you want us to spend our time loving you and loving others, Lord, and not just selfish with selfish means, Lord. I pray that the people that are in this world that are hurting, Lord, that are using video games or entertainment or drugs or alcohol or, or pornography or sex addiction or anything that they may go in, be going through, shopping, anything they may be going through, to escape the problems that they're facing or help them find the heart of the matter and, and show them their own hearts and the root of the problem and, and help them to realize that they need you to deal with their heart. They need you to reveal their heart to them because the word says that we don't even know our own hearts. So I'm asking you to reveal hearts to people or reveal the problems, the people that they're facing Lord and show them that there is a way out, which we're about to talk about. And that way out is a relationship with Jesus Christ that whatever you're running from, you don't stop running from your into your problems and start running into Jesus, that's the answer to your problems, Lord. I thank you in advance. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 So I I want to talk now a little bit about, I'm going to finish my explanation about how the book came about, and then I'm going to start talking about um, some truth that we need to understand about what God says about addiction. Um, So after, for about four years after... um, God delivered me. I just spent throughout three and a half years just seeking him in his word and getting to know him. And I read the Bible two or three times and just just poured myself into to my relationship with God. And he he started healing my heart. He led me to self-help books that I needed to read that exact that was exactly about what I was going through. And and just the Holy Spirit just healed me as I was seeking him and showed me what I needed to do to heal. Um I had a really difficult childhood that I won't get into today. For time issues, but um, he, he, he just exposed those issues to me and healed my heart and showed me what I needed to do to be healed. And then I started sharing my testimony with others about how God um, delivered me from video game addiction, and, and a Christian counselor who had been counseling for 30 years came to me and said, I heard your testimony, and, I, and I, I got this person I'm counseling who just don't realize he has addiction. How do I show it to him? And honestly, I didn't know at the time. But I knew God had brought him to me for a purpose and he gave me a testimony. So I went and sat down and I prayed and I said, all right, God, show me how to help these people. And I started writing. And at the end of a 12 hour work shift when during my downtime, I wrote a program that God gave me to help me help people recognize they were addicts. And then I went back two weeks later to him and met with him again and took what I had to him. And he said, you need to put this down in a book or something. So I went back, and I sat down, and I started writing again. I prayed, God, all right, God, show me what to write. If this is what you want me to do, you've got to help me. And I started writing, and I did that every day for 25 days. And at the end of 25 days, I'd have written the first draft of Finding Jesus. Mm-hmm. So it, it was all God, not me. I, he helped me write the book. I was just obedient to be a vessel for him, and I want to give him all the glory and honor and praise right now. So the book
0: then, uh, the title again, Finding Jesus, a 21-day devotional to help break the bonds of addiction through fasting. So this book is a tool that
2: helps people to overcome addictions and areas of struggle. and spiritually, is that right? Yes, I believe if you if you read the book and you and you do what I, I, the Lord led me to guide you to do, and you follow it exactly like it says, and you and I believe the Lord, you will. It will, it will lead you into a relationship with Jesus who will deliver you out of your addiction if that's what your desire is. But the Lord will give us the desires of our heart. And if we don't want to change, he won't, let us, he won't change us.
0: Well, uh, tell our listeners if they'd like to get a copy of Finding Jesus, how can they do that?
2: Yes, um, you can go to findingjesusbook.com. That's my website for the book, and there's a link. Purchase a copy of the book, and it takes you to my publisher's website, and they have you can buy it directly from the publisher, or you can buy it from Amazon or on Barnes and Noble. There, you can go to Christianbook.com and search for Christopher Osborne Finding Jesus. Um, I'm not a very famous author, so you have to be specific when you search. Now, but, spell
0: um, your last name because your spelling for Osborne is a little different.
2: Yeah. O z as in zebra. Be as in boy, I, R, N. All right.
0: And so, again, the title, Finding Jesus and Share. One more time, if they want to get it, say that one more time how to get it.
2: FindingJesusBook.com
0: All right. Well, Chris, uh, and so you mentioned a number of different areas where people sometimes are addicted, and, uh, you know, some are pretty common, you know, uh, yet serious. Of course, we, we talked about video games sex addiction, addiction, pornography. But you mentioned, I, I, I think, let's see you mentioned shopping.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that, that, that might have caught a lot of folks off guard, but there are a number of other things that people wouldn't think of as addictions, but they very much are.
2: Oh, I could name a bunch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, let's say anything that we're doing, we're putting before God mm-hmm. is an addiction. Right. Um, and if it's taking up all our time and we're not making a time for God in our lives, it's not even addiction. It's called idolatry. Mm-hmm. And uh, let me talk a minute about talk a minute about what the difference between the world's view of addiction and what God says about addiction, because it's <laughs> and, important to to differentiate that truth.
0: And and that and an important point that you're making too is people have idols in their lives. Yes, they clearly have idols in their lives, and in their minds, many times it's not an idol at all. They may say, "Well, it's not a statue that I bow down to." Idols don't have to be that at all. it's again, unless you said anything
2: that we put before the Lord right. It's a heart issue and mm-hmm. that's that's why that's why I named the um, group that I'm teaching a heart the heart of the matter. We want to get down to the heart of the matter of our issues and not just what the world says about it. So the world has determined that that addiction is a disease that attacks us, the disease that attacks us that we can't do nothing about mm. And that's not what God says. Mm -hmm. God says an addiction is a sin issue of the heart. Mm -hmm. But there's good news behind that truth, is if it's a sin issue of the heart, then the blood of Jesus Christ covers that sin and we can be delivered from it so we don't have to spend the rest of our lives facing that addiction if we just give our lives to Jesus and seek Him and obey Him and do what He says we should do, then there's deliverance from addiction. Mm -hmm. But we have to start, and and He calls it idolatry, if, if you're dealing with alcohol and drugs, it's called drunkenness, mm-hmm. the sin of drunkenness, you know. But most of it, most addictions outside of that is, is idolatry. Mm-hmm. I, when I was spending, I was, my whole thought process was focused on video games. If I wasn't playing a video game, I was thinking about playing a video game, I was researching how to do better at video games. It consumed my mind. And in chapter three of the book, I asked the question um, Am I consuming entertainment? Or is entertainment consuming me? Mm. And I and I and I go through a biblical review of that question, and I show how that question changes from "Am I consuming entertainment?" to "Is is entertainment consuming consuming me?" To "Am I destroying my idols, or are my idols destroying me?" Mm. And it, and if we don't turn from our idols into a relationship with God, we'll face eternity in hell. And we don't, I don't want that for anyone. That's why I'm here.
0: That's right.
2: That's so right. I want to show you some hope now. But so. Oh.
0: Well, and and you know, I think of this too. Uh, one of the reasons why it would be wise for believers to get the book is because the book is a tool to help help you grasp truths that will help you to overcome these things as well. So yeah. our time is almost gone, though. But uh, Chris, in our last few minutes, uh, can you summarize some things you like, suggestions and encouragement you'd like to share with our listeners?
2: Yes, um, there's hope in the Word of God. And I want to share a verse in First Corinthians 10, um, verse 13. No temptation has overtaken you, but such as co- is as common to man. And God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will provide a way of escape also, so that you may be able to endure it. See, God loves you and he doesn't want you to, to be, chain, be in chains of addiction or idolatry or whatever you want to call it. He wants you to be set free from the bondage of sin into that abundant life that he created you to have through Christ Jesus. All right.
0: All right. Our time is just about completely gone here. So, almost, I've got about another 60 seconds in the last 60 seconds there. Uh, anything final you'd like to share, Chris?
2: Yes. Um, if you would like to get a copy of my book, go to findingjesusbook.com. Um, and for, I've got, I'm giving Pastor Joseph five free copies of the book to give away. Um, if you email him, joseph at joseph at afr.net. Okay. Is that right? Uh, and, and just tell him what you're going through, what you're struggling with. And if he, and if he thinks that you really need a copy, he will send you a copy for free just at my cost.
0: Amen. Amen. So please, if you want to get a copy of the book, again, just send us an email, joseph at AFR.net. Well, Chris, thank you so much for being with us today. And thank you for both sharing your testimony as well as sharing about the gift and the weapon that your book is, Finding Jesus, and I hope that we'll get, I hope that you get lots of response of people that are wanting to get the book to put it to use in their lives. Well, as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you're, uh, if you're listening and you've never made the eternally important decision of inviting Jesus Christ to come into your heart as Lord and Savior, today... Is a great day to be saved. If you'd like to make that eternally important decision, we invite you to do that. Again, if you would, from your heart, pray this prayer with me, if you'd like to commit your life to Christ and receive eternal life. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much. You came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for all my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. In your word, you told us, whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, right now, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to follow you all my life. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer and committed your life to the Lord, we're wanting very much to connect with you, to be in touch with you. We'd like to share with you some literature and resources that will help you to begin to grow up and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Please email me at joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at uh, We hope to hear from you. Uh, hope to hear from you very, very soon. Uh, Once again, our in-studio guest has been Chris Osborne. Chris, thank you so much for being with us. One more time, if someone would like to get the book, Finding Jesus, tell them how to do that. Thank you for having me. It's findingjesusbook.com. All right. Chris, keep up the great work, and hopefully we'll get you back before long to share further about the mission and the work the Lord's called you to. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession.